Welcome to the eLaborate Topics Podcast, where we focus on lab-specific strategies for medical laboratory professionals. We're proud to be the healthcare detectives that work behind the scenes to get the results needed to influence medical decisions. Let's grow together and jump right into the lab. Are you ready to speak up for yourself and own your own narrative? Are you ready to take control and have the ability to be empowered and advocate for yourself? Well, then this episode is for you. I am Tywana Wilson, your leadership mentor and host for this episode of Elaborate Topics. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Make sure you share it out with a friend, share it with a colleague, and just help us promote this episode. If you would like to be on the show, we would love to have you just submit your interests so that we can talk with you and hear all of your laboratory tips, tricks, and expert advice. So let's get into it. So I can give you some of the tips that I've used to be able to own my own narrative and speak up for myself. As I was preparing for this episode, it came to be from a recent panel discussion that I was on. I was on a panel and the question to me was, what advice would you give your younger self? And that advice is I would speak up for myself a lot earlier in my career. I feel like being an introvert, I would let my good work speak for itself. I thought that people would see all of the hard work, the effort that I was putting into my career. And they would just automatically know that I wanted to be on a project or I wanted to get promoted or I wanted to be considered for a particular award or something like that. And what I found out is that is not the case. Nobody is a mind reader and you have to be able to tell your story. You have to be able to speak up for yourself. You have to be able to own your own narrative and take control of how you want to be perceived. Don't let that be by happenstance and let other people create that narrative for you. So I definitely would have given myself that advice a lot earlier on in my career because I think it would have been beneficial uh, having that expertise. And that was one of the uh, feedback or tidbits that a lot of the audience really took home with. So after the panel discussion, people came up to me and said, well, that was some of the best advice that I got. And it didn't matter the age. It didn't matter where they were at in their career. It was still one of those things that people tend to struggle with. And there are various reasons why people struggle with being able to tell their story. It could be you don't want to come off as being cocky or or being conceited, or you don't want to come off as, you know, being aggressive or too assertive, but you do have to find that balance of being able to speak up for yourself. It is a fundamental skill that empowers you to express your needs, your ideas, and any boundaries that you might have, whether it's in your work life, your professional life, your relationships, or within the community, having the confidence to assert yourself is a cru- is crucial 
for your personal growth and for healthy communication. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you a few practical strategies that you can use, a few tips that you can use where you can begin to speak up for yourself and where you're able to do this with grace and assertiveness and to be able to get the outcomes that you desire. The first tip is understand your worth. Recognize your value as an individual with your own unique thoughts, opinions, and needs. Believing in your own self-value is vital to being able to speak up for yourself. And when you understand your worth, you start to develop the confidence and that sense of self-assurance. You start to speak up for yourself. It empowers you. And then you are able to combat that sense of fear or judgment or dismissal. So understanding your value and what you bring to the table. Know that nobody can bring what you have. Nobody has your insight. Nobody has your intellect. Nobody has your personal experience. Nobody has your values to have that all in one package and brought to the table. So understanding your value and your worth will help you be able to speak up for yourself. The second tip is identify your needs and desires. Take time to reflect on those things that are important to you. What are your needs? What are your desires? What are your expectations in various aspects of your life? Whether that be relationships, whether that be work or personal growth. So if you desire to have family and be married, reflect on that. It may look different than somebody that put career first or want to have achieved certain levels of education. So make sure you identify your needs and desires. Having a clear understanding of what you want or need can help you articulate your thoughts and boundaries effectively. This also enables you to have communication that's clear and you're able to be assertive in different situations. So if you know what your needs and desires are, You won't let people run over you and you won't sign up for things that are against what you really want to do. Tip number three is develop assertive skills. Learn and practice assertive communication techniques so that you're able to express your thoughts, your opinions and feelings while respecting the rights of others. Trust me, this one takes time and it takes practice. Because depending on what the topic is, you might be very emotionally connected to that topic. And so you could have the way that you deliver your communication could be built out of that emotion. And it may come off as brass or it could come off as a little bit mean or angry, depending on how you communicate that. Having that level of assertiveness helps you to communicate your needs and desires in a direct, honest and respectful manner. So you want to make sure that you're using I statements. You want to make sure that you're listening to what the party is, the other party is saying, while also maintaining a sense of confidence and composed demeanor 
all while you're able to contribute to your effective self-expression. This will be important by with the way that you deliver your narrative, right? So when something that's a hot topic, something that comes up, if you're able to effectively express your thoughts and your opinions about it without being rude, without being nasty, without being emotional, where you're not able to consider the other person's side will help you in being able to stand up for yourself and speak up for yourself. Tip number four is you want to choose the right moment. Timing is everything. So timing plays a crucial role in speaking up for yourself. You want to be able to assess the situation and choose a moment when distractions are minimal and both parties can be receptive to whatever it is that needs to be communicated. If you know you need to communicate something to just say a spouse or a significant other and you want to choose a time where the energy is not high, where you're both very emotional, you are both both are not very angry or in the moment and may say something uh, that neither one of you can take back. So that's why it's important to choose the right moment. Same thing when you're at work. If something is bothering you, you don't want to address it right when you're still very emotional about it because you might say things that are not nice to your colleagues. You might say things that are not professional. So making sure that you choose the right moment. Tip number five would be using clear and concise language. Articulate your thoughts in a clear and straightforward manner. I know as scientists, sometimes we want to be able to tell the, a whole story. We want to be able to tell why this didn't work before. We want to be able to say why this probably is not going to work this time. But you want to be able to communicate your thoughts clearly and concisely. Because, listen, people don't have all day to hear the background all the time. They may not be able to hear the backstory. So being able to just say, what is the problem? What is your proposed solution? What resources are gonna be needed? Be clear with your message and avoid some of the unnecessary or excessive explanations because this could dilute your message or your message could get lost in all of the unnecessary commentary. So using clear and concise language enables others to understand your point without being confused. It also keeps the conversation focused and increases the chances of effectively communicating your needs and or concerns. So when you are asking for a promotion or why you think you should be considered for for promotion, why is that? What have you been able to help the company save over the past year? What have you contributed to the team? Specifically, what have you done in a clear way? Did you help save money? Did you bring in additional revenue? Did you improve a process? Did you make something more safe? So being able to clearly articulate your, your stance on something in a clear and concise way. The next tip is prepare and plan. 
Before engaging in important conversations, prepare and plan what you want to say. Anticipate potential challenges or obstacles and consider different outcomes. Not try to cut the person off when they are saying their opinion, but you want to be able to think what could be a, a outcome of this conversation. What could be an obstacle? What could be a challenge? What could this other person say? And think through some ideas. One of the things uh, my husband used to and his team used to do is they would always have a devil's advocate for meetings. And I thought that was pretty Good. Why? Because sometimes you can be at meetings and everybody has the same viewpoint. Everybody is thinking the same direction. But what happens when everybody is thinking the same direction is you can miss some obstacles or challenges. Right. So having that assigned person who serves as the devil's advocate looking at an opposing viewpoint could be helpful to your team or company in the long run. So preparation is key. It does allow you to organize your thoughts and increase your confidence level. When you prepare for an interview, when you prepare for a scholarship application interview, when you prepare for your cap inspection, it increases your confidence. It ensures that you are able to convey your point clearly and respond effectively, even when you are faced with some potential resistance or disagreements. If you've ever sat through a cap inspection and the cap inspector comes and they look at the, the regulatory, the checklist items and they say, well, I don't think you're meeting this particular standard. But when you are prepared, you have your crosswalk, you're able to say, this is how I'm meeting it. And this is the documentation to prove it. And this is the SOP. Right. And you're able to say it without getting emotional. You're able to see it without uh telling the other person you wrong and, you know, where it's coming off in a way that's not professional. The next tip is practice active listening. I know we all want to talk. We all want to get out our viewpoint. We all want to say our particular piece. But sometimes you just have to be able to sit there and listen and understand the other person's perspective without saying a word. Developing those active listening skills by paying attention, by paraphrasing, i.e. using words like what I heard you say is, can I clarify that I'm understanding you correctly? Using ver verbiage like that to ensure that you are listening or even reinstating what they just said. So seeking that clarification to ensure that you understand others while also creating an environment of understanding. When you take time to listen to somebody, they will tell you exactly what you need to know. Believe it or not, people like to talk. And if you just listen, they will give you some tidbits of information that will help you, whether it will help you know how you can add value to your team, whether it can help you in negotiating. So if you work with sales reps in the clinical laboratory, they're always listening. They're always listening to find what is a challenge? What is an obstacle? How can our product serve that need? How can we buy, get you to buy additional product, right? And the only way they know 
what your real needs are, are by listening to what you tell them. So that's a tip, active listening. And we say that on many episodes because it's true and it won't cost you anything. Tip number eight is embracing an open mind. Show a willingness to consider alternate perspective, ideas and feedback from others, even if they differ from your own. When you're able to have an open mind, it fosters healthy dialogue and demonstrates respect for diverse opinions. This allows you to be able to speak up for yourself because now you're able to think differently. It allows you to engage in constructive conversations and even navigate some potential conflicts with empathy and understanding. So creating your own narrative is not only about just speaking up for yourself, but it's also about listening. It's also about having an open mind. It's also about planning. So that's one of the things that you can do so that you're able to be able to speak up for yourself, having that open mind and that healthy dialogue. Tip number nine is establishing boundaries. You want to be able to clearly define your personal boundaries to protect yourself from any personal harm, manipulation, or even disrespect. Communicate those boundaries assertively and consistently so that people know that you are serious about what you say. And you can do it in a way that's very professional. But if you don't want to be on another committee because you're already on five committees, be able to communicate that. Be able to speak up for yourself. Be able to establish those boundaries. If you just can't work overtime and you've been picking up an additional two, four, six hours a week, be able to communicate that. I would love to help out and pick up and cover some of the open shifts, but I'm unable to do that. I'm unable to do that because I have a prior commitment. Or I'm unable to do that because I have another plan or I am unable to do that because I am physically tapped out on where I can commit to or for your own mental well-being. I have exhausted all of the additional time that I can commit this week. I've already picked up four or six, eight hours. And while I would love to do it, I do need that time to mentally get myself in order. And then the last kind of tip that I would give you would be persist and practice. So you have to practice. You don't just get good by doing this stuff in your mind. You don't just get good with speaking up and contributing and making your voice heard by just running ideas in your mind. You have to overcome self-doubt and fear of rejection may take some time, but it only starts to get easier when you persevere and you continuously practice self-advocacy, which will help you improve your ability to speak up for yourself. When you self-advocate for yourself, it's an ongoing process that requires persistence and resilience. By consistently practicing speaking up for yourself or voicing your opinion or contributing your idea, you will become more comfortable with asserting your needs, with 
making your opinion known, with giving your ideas, with sharing ways where we can make this better. You start to build healthy relationships and you have that open communication where people start to come to you as a resource. They look at you as a person that's able to give guidance and they look to you as somebody that's able to, you know, that's confident, that's able to advocate for themselves. And you contribute to an environment that has open communication, transparent communication. So those are 10 tips that I would say get good at self-advocating for yourself, creating your narrative. If you want to be able to change the schedule, I've had this recently come up with a team member where they really wanted to work a different different hours. And it seemed to be a consensus with their team of being able to somehow include 10 hours or 12 hour shifts versus the traditional eight hour shifts. Well, if that's something that you are interested in and you want to speak up, how can you create a solution? Maybe have a template for a schedule and talk about that to the decision maker of here's how this would work where we could have 10 hour shifts and we could still have people that want to be on their eight hour shifts. But you have to position it so that it's not so that it's a win win for everybody. Right. You don't want to make it where it's something that is going to be a defense or the other person uh, feel like, well, I'm doing something wrong. Right. So find a need and then create a solution for it. Right. And as you begin speaking up for yourself, it's going to be difficult at first, especially if you're not used to saying your opinion or speaking up for yourself. My best tip would be start with something easy. Start with something that you're not emotionally tied to and start speaking up for yourself. So whether that is a schedule change, whether that is an idea for, you know, how to create a better work environment, how to have a more cohesive team. If you start with something small where you're you feel like it's not such a heavy investment, then if you don't get the answer that you desire, you don't feel so defeated behind it. So start with those things that are small and then build up to those larger asks, whether that be, you know, I feel like I deserve a promotion or I would like to be on this cross-functional team, or I would like to throw my name in the hat for this opportunity, this award, this scholarship, whatever the case may be. We have a whole episode around pitching yourself, which after you get good with just speaking up for your basic needs and wants and desire, then think about ways that you can pitch yourself. And I will link that show in the show notes so that you have that episode. But make sure that you use this skill. The only way to get better is to be able to use this skill. And I know for me early in my career, I know I missed out on opportunities by not speaking up for myself, but by maybe not thinking my idea 
was good enough they, by maybe not thinking that I had all of the qualifications or the skills. But I had to start with the small things and start speaking up for myself, start advocating for myself and then eventually start pitching myself. When you're able to do this, you are able to live a happier, more fulfilled life, both in your personal and your professional life. I hope these tips were helpful for you. I hope that you go back and you think about areas in which you should own your narrative, where you need to speak up for yourself and take control. Remember, you have the power to change the narrative. The narrative is the one that you create. It doesn't matter how you start. So if you have not been speaking up for yourself, it's not too late. You can start today. You have the power to change the narrative and you have the power to start speaking up for yourself, speaking your truth, owning your narrative and taking control of your life and of your career. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I hope you're able to put one or two or all of these tips into play as you go throughout your life, go throughout your career go throughout your journey. Make sure you share this podcast out. You can find it on directimpactbroadcasting.com, Spotify. We are also on LabVine's LabStream. So go on over to LabVine. They are our partner where you can pick up a free membership. There are tons of courses around laboratory-related issues, laboratory related processes that you will be able to benefit from. So make sure you get your lab fine membership. You can also find the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you will be able to find this podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in on behalf of myself, my co-hosts, Lona Small and Stephanie Whitehead. We appreciate you, we value you, and we thank you for tuning in week after week and elaborating with us on various topics to improve and excel inside and outside of the laboratory. Until next time, my friends, have an awesome week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Elaborate Topics where your hosts discussed relevant strategies for laboratory professionals. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Stay tuned for another episode with information you can use to excel in your laboratory career.